The Transformation Show with Chippo and Keisha. viewers and welcome to Kairos TV. Here we are starting in our very first series of our transformational series Against All Odds and we are looking at success stories. How have people managed to go through the odds and still succeed? Keisha, hello. Good evening, good day, whatever time in the world you're catching us. If you haven't caught us live, welcome to the transformation show. I'm so happy to be here, Chippo. So exciting Likewise, to Keisha. have our guests. Yes. So before we even sort of like dwell into his bio or his profile, we would like to just introduce our guest, and that's Kumbakani Piri. Hello, Kumbakani. Hi, Chippo. Hi, Keisha. It's great to be on your television show. Looking forward to, to this awesome conversation. Thank you very much Thank for you. your time. And we're looking forward to what you will share with us. So, you know, you, you're actually no stranger to us, Kumbakanya. You have come before on one of our series when we were looking at refocusing. And Keisha will sort of, sort of talk a little bit. She'll give you a sneak peek. And viewers, if you want to listen to after what, what Keisha says and you want to listen to it, we're going to invite you later on to go onto YouTube and you can actually look at the program itself when we interviewed Kumbakanya. So who is Kumbakani? That's the key question. Who is Kumbakani? I've got his bio here. Kumbakani lives in Malawi, I'm correct, yes? Yes, I do. Yes, he's just recently em emigrated to Malawi and he's married to Rumbizai with two children. Now, his quote to live by, I really love this. It's, he says, shaping ideas, transforming mind mindsets. How's that, Isha? Shaping ideas. That's awesome. That, that sounds like he's the man for the show. <laughs> he is indeed. He definitely I is. Hope so. so Kumbu himself is founder of Transformation Africa, an organization that focuses on youth empowerment and leadership empowerment. Now, this is exciting. He's got the words that we like. He's got our keywords. He's got the buzzwords. He's got the transforming. He's got transformation. He's got mindsets. You are right. I think we've got a perfect mix in our ingredients this evening. Definitely. So with Kumbu, he works with NGOs and community-based uh, organizations in developing youth empowerment strategies and leadership models from an African perspective. Wow. So you'll talk a bit about that, Kumbu. We'll ask you some questions later. So in partnership with an international organization called World Education, Bantwana Incorporated, Kumbu has developed a tool called the Youth and Work readiness program, which has impacted many youths from vulnerable communities in employability skills. Wow. Kumbi is a national radio star, F, uh, national radio star FM um, presenter every week, and he presents on leadership and manhood, and he's a weekly guest on Capital Talk 
speaking on parenting. Now, this is something really exciting and something we'll dwell in a little bit. He is an author of uh, the book called Six Keys to Ignite Transformation and Start a Reformation in Zimbabwe. He has conducted leadership consultancy and training with the African Leadership Academy. And he's a well-known speaker with Laying Solid Foundations Institute. Um, he's also a speaker, a well-known speaker with the Zimbabwe Institute of Architects, Young Africa, Boost, Youth with a Mission in Zimbabwe, Mozambique and South Africa, Eaglesvale Schools, Gateway, Maranthana Schools, Group of Schools, Midlands Christian Schools, just to mention a few. Wow. And finally, he is a national director of Equip Zimbabwe, which is an organization that represents the John Maxwell Equip International in training leaders worldwide in transformational leadership. This is the man that we introduced to you today. Keisha, do you wow. want to just talk about how we met him and what he did yes. in terms of just shaking our ground and just I, I mean, empowering us with regards after, to focus and refocusing? After hearing after hearing um, Hamu's bio, because I can tell you one of the things I have learned over the short time is that he's very humble. <laughs> so after hearing so much more and our viewers having the opportunity to hear about him, I'm just going to take you back to when we would have had him on our panel a couple of months ago, Chifo. Yeah. And Kumbukani left some valuable nuggets yeah. with us. One of the things that I remember him saying was that a word for his family in this season was stop. Oh. And stop gives us the opportunity to find that one thing. You know, and we needed to be mindful of maximizing this global pandemic that we found ourselves in. You know, we had a God ordained pause. We had to stop. And it's in the stopping that we are able to understand God's big agenda. Yes. And he would have, you know, shared with us that presently at that point in time, he was out of his comfort zone having relocated to a new country, you know, and there were some things he was going through at, um, on his own as well that he was being faced with at that point in time. So he asked us some questions. Has, has the, the present become your comfort zone? You know, do you go back to the pain of the past? You know, and will we be paralyzed by the uncertainty of the future? Mm. Or will we embrace the challenge to rise up into our destiny? There were some really, really, really thought-provoking questions that he would have asked us. Almost didn't say yes to come in on our panel discussion mm. because of where he was. Yes. Because he was at a point in his life where God has stripped him. Yes. Has stripped him. And he has some decisions to make. Do I run away from this, this place that God has placed me in at this point in my life, at this season in my life, you know, this was what I was picking up as he was speaking. Or I do I embrace the moment of pain to discover the destiny that God has for me. Yes. Yes. And transitions are never easy. Transformation is never easy. And there are three questions I want to pick up from the fight that he asked at that time. And one is, who am I? He had to find out, and we all need to find out when we go through things. Who am I? Mm. Where do I come from? Mm -hmm. 
and where am I now? Yes. So, Kambu, you gave us so much to, to think about, to chew on yes. when you were with us, you know, in our previous wow. format. And we thought it fit to have you back with us yes. because we recognize the importance of the Thank value you. that you can add. And we know you're so full. And we know since we met, God has filled you some more. Oh, so, yes. So I'm going to turn <laughs> over to Chippo. <laughs> so I, I just want to, I want to add on to what Keisha said here, because I think even when Kumbu was speaking on the refocus session, he allowed us to realize that Moses had, he was going on a journey in his 80 year journey and God was actually working with him in seasons and times. So we must be very sensitive in the now to understand that God is working in us. And I know because I've been through a wilderness season. Only, Keisha, you, you and I have been through this wilderness season only recently. Yes. But yes, we have come out, come out Amen. refined, come out changed and transformed. But you have to go through the process in order to become the end product that God himself desires. And I think that's really, really important for us to latch on. Now, this is the young man who, who gave us about 15, 30 minutes worth of, of nuggets. And if you want to know anything more about this or watch him in action, at the end of the video, you will actually be able to see um, the YouTube link. So you can go over and watch um, the, the refocus um, session that we did. So without further ado, it's not about us, Keisha, today. It's really about us. No, certainly not. Himself, <laughs> you know? So I just want to just welcome Kumbu. And I'm going to say, Kumbu, please just tell us a bit about yourself. You feel free. This this is your floor. Tell people about yourself. I've read a bio. All I did was just read through, but you can tell them something else so they get to know you. Sure. Thank you. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank you, Chipo. Thank you, Keisha. Um, wow. Um, listening to that bio myself, I thought, oh, wow, that, what, what a journey. You know, I was thinking about, I've been thinking about my life. Uh, I'm 44 this year and I have sort of... Uh, there are four phases of life that I want to talk about as I talk about myself, uh, the foundational years, you know, between the age of uh, zero and 21, those were my foundational years. It's up to you how you can, how you would measure the foundational years, but the foundational years are those years where you're still forming your identity, you're still discovering your strengths, your passions, your abilities, even your personality is unfolding. And I, when I look at the first 21 years of my life, uh, I see God laying a foundation. Um, you know, one of the key scriptures that God gave me at the age of 13 was Jeremiah uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 4 to, to, to 18. You know, and part of that verse talks about uh, before I was in, before you were in your mother's womb, God knew you. God was speaking to Jeremiah. And, it, but, you know, that verse has always spoken to me that even before I was born in 1977, I was born in Blantyre uh, uh, at Queen Elizabeth Hospital, uh, Malawi, the nation of Malawi. I was born there. And, uh, for, for, for the next five years, I would live in Malawi. And then in 1981, our family would relocate to Zimbabwe. And so I have these two nations uh, that, I'm, that, that have really forged who I am today, uh, my birth nation and then my upbringing nation. Uh, and so I, you know, at the age of five, I moved to Zimbabwe. And uh, you, know, I, I don't really, you don't really recall, I don't recall a lot of those early years. All I recall is I dropped the family radio uh, when we were at the airport. 
I've never been forgiven for that. You know, it's always it's always mentioned at family gatherings. He dropped the family radio, you know. And uh, then, of course, uh, I think about my life between the age of uh, five or six to 13. Uh, those were, when our family moved to Zimbabwe, uh, we first had the glory years, the first three to four years. My, fa- my parents were doing very well financially. And then they went through a slump. And for about five years, we really struggled. I remember almost moving house every two months and that was a tough time as a little kid but I remember saying prayers and 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 I wasn't yet I wasn't a born-again Christian but would go to church I was you know I'd go to Sunday school and so I understood the concept of prayer and I'd pray that God would provide our family a home and then you know at the age of 11 that happened and that was a key turning point in my uh, uh, preparation for the conversion experience you know I believe a lot of people uh, make minute conversion decisions before they make the ultimate one. You know, I think a lot of people are either moving towards God or moving away from God. And, you know, uh, coming into a relationship with God doesn't begin, you know, the day you say, Jesus, come into my heart. But it's a lifelong journey because God is sovereign and in him we move and have our being. Christian or non-Christian, you know, we, we, we are made in the image of God and, and we are colliding with God whether we know it or not. And so a lot of the struggles we went through and then God coming through for our family and, you know, my folks buying a, a family home uh, in Harare, uh, the city, capital city of, of, in, Har- in Zim, uh, Zimbabwe, what was a turning point. And then, of course, at the age of 13, I then made the decision to follow Christ. And that was a turning point for me, uh, Chipo uh, and Keisha. It was a turning point. I, it was such a radical conversion experience. I knew I'd become a pastor at the age of 13. And so for the next, next seven years, from the age of 13 to 21, I went through high school but I was very much involved in ministry. I was very much involved in trying to reach my high school for Christ. I remember being part of a, a, a youth leadership where we were saying, you know, how can we become the influencers in the school? How can we become the prefects? How can we have Christians on the rugby field? You know, how, we wanted to influence the culture of our school. And I went to an all boys school uh, in the heart of Harare, you know, a school called Prince Edward, which had a very British culture. Zimbabwe was a former British colony. And it was very much a top-notch school and, and you know, uh, but being a Christian initially wasn't an attractive thing, you know, and so we wanted to make Christ attractive. And I remember, you know, for the next four years, we, we worked on that. And by the time I was in my last year at high school, we had seen, you know, the, uh, a Christian head of, uh, uh, heads of the school being a Christian. We had seen the head of rugby, the rugby captain uh, being a Christian. We, we, we started seeing Christians impacting the school to the point that in my last year, you know, uh, uh, we were allowed to bring a whole mission into the school. And, and the headmaster allowed us to bring uh, Christian evangelists. We, we, we had a whole mission uh, uh, event and because we had won God's favor. So when I look at the foundational years of my life, uh, sometimes I wonder whether the, those were not the greatest years of my life. I, you know, I, 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 my faith was pure. You know, sometimes as we get older, we, we, we grow in our knowledge of the things of God. But sometimes we can lose that innocence. We can lose that, you know, that baby. You know, Jesus said, unless your faith is like that of a child. And so I, I love my, uh, my childhood years, my, my foundational years. And then from the age of 20, uh, 22 up to, uh, uh, really up to now, I call those my ministry years or my career years. And really the, the profile you read is really that journey. Uh, but I've actually come to really to the end of that season. You know, uh, one of the things I've learned in life is that you know, the second half of our lives, we focus on success. But in the next half of our lives, which is the third part, which I'm entering into now, we want to focus on significance. And so it's no longer about 
the things we're trying to do. You know, it's no longer about assignments, it's about purpose. And so when I look at, you know, from the age of 21 to 44, it's really been a, a, multiple assignments that God has given me. I've had the privilege of overseeing churches. I've had the privilege of planting churches, of overseeing NG, running NGOs, developing programs, uh, uh, you know, being on radio, being on television, doing all those things. But, you know, 2021 really is, for me, uh, the end of that season where I no longer want to focus on assignments. I've really been asking the purpose question. And, and I'm in transition because uh, purpose is an unfolding journey. Uh, but I'm at that point where, you know, the, the really saying to myself, Lord, how do I use the next 40 years of my life? And, you know, it's so easy to become a human being and not a human doing, you know, where you're doing so many things for God, even sometimes with God. But, you know, when we really begin to talk about purpose, we're now talking about divine partnership. So God has really been talking to me about come up here, you know, in, in Revelation chapter four, uh, John was told to come up and it hasn't been easy. I, I don't even think I'm there yet. I'm, there's a, you know, Keisha talked about stripping. Well, that was two months ago. Now it's like death. Now he's not even saying I want to strip you. He says I want to kill you. So I'm in a, I'm actually, uh, you know, going through a death process now where I have to let go of the old uh, in order to embrace the new. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. I really believe uh, at a global level, God is reconfiguring his church, but he's also reconfiguring global politics. He's reconfiguring the world as we know it right now. But what he's doing as well is that he's exposing some of our flaws. And part of why 2021 has been painful, painful for me is that he's shown me some of my flaws. He's shown me some of the things that I need to deal with if I'm to truly walk into my purpose. So that's a little bit about myself uh, uh, and uh, uh, who, where I'm coming from, where am I now, and hopefully we'll share a bit about where the Lord is taking us. The Transformation Show with Chippo and Keisha. Welcome back. So, in the, just before the segment just went, just before our break, we were just listening to Kumbu just introducing himself. And I love Keisha, how he said he, he God is stripping him. And this is so true, Kumbu, because I myself over the last quarter, the quarter that we've come through, have gone through that same process. It's not completely done, but yes, stripping is in progress. This is true. And I think what God has been doing, especially in my life, is to reveal to me who I really am. He has put me in situations where even I have now realized that I fear that. I'm afraid mm -hmm. of that. And mm -hmm. then he brings me back to say, no, I am with you. Lo, I'm with you always. So you're correct. It has been, I have noticed, and I don't know, Kisha, if this is the same with you, but I've had to rely heavily on having to, to speak to God, but not only just to speak to him, but to hear him speak. Yes. Back. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely agree. And, and to find comfort and peace in his presence. Exactly. And in his word, because that's the only place you can find peace and comfort. Yes. I can tell Kisha so much. I can tell Kumbu so much. But there's something about a peace that comes when the word itself speaks to you and you can feel it speak to the core of your heart and you know that God has spoken to me. This has really, truly been, 
I think my journey since June. Mm -hmm. wow. So I, 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 I resonate with what you are saying. And I, I believe that God is, he is actually building his church, not the churches that we have built up and understood or thought that those should be the church. He is building his own church. And he mm -hmm. has said, upon this rock, will I build my church? And I, he will return for his church. Not a human church, but a church that lives in spirit and in truth. I totally agree. And I, I, I love God because he, he prepares us. The, the Bible mm -hmm. is actually a, a prediction of everything, isn't it? Our past, our present, and our future. <laughs> There's nothing we don't have. So we know everything. Philippians 1.6 says, he that has begun a good work in you is faithful to complete it until the end. So the journey mm -hmm. that we are walking, there's going to be a completion, but it's going to be a good completion because the author who is working in us is a great author. He said in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know he himself knows the plans that he has for us. They're plans for good and not for evil and to give us an expected end, success at the end of the day, success. Yeah. I want you to connect this because God has been, you've, God has been working in you. And as per se, you have also been doing something. What has happened? What has happened? Would you like to share with us a secret that's about to go public? <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I have two projects that I've been working on. Um, the first one is a, a music project. So I have, I'm a worshipper and uh, I've written songs, but I've just never... Um, recorded them and so I've spent the past I think from last year we went went into studio and uh, I decided to record one of the songs that I've written and uh, so it's my first single called the glory of God is in this place so this 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 single that you've talked about the glory of God you know do you want to just tell us a bit about it what why did you write about the glory of God what, what was happening inside Gumbu? so I think it's been a, a progression um I, I was actually, uh, I think, four years ago, ministering uh, in, in in South Africa at a friend's at a friend's church. I was ministering in South Africa, and the presence of God was so uh, manifest present. You know, God is omnipresent. Yes. But God can manifest His presence. Oh, yes. Uh, and it became so tangible in that meeting, in terms of His ministry to me and His ministry to those that were in that in that place. Uh, and I've been throughout my journey, uh, uh, when I look at my foundational years, my convergence, there was such a, a manifest presence. But when I look at some of the stuff we did in my high school years, I can see the manifestation, El Shammah, El Shammah, the manifestation, that's a Hebrew word for one of the names of God, the manifestation of God's presence. I, I've seen glimpses of God's presence being made manifest in my life. And, and a lot of those, I call them boundary events, you know, where, where, where it's a Kairos moment, where, where, where it's a Rhema moment, where God's word interrupts time and God, begins to, do, God begins to do his thing. And, 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 and that's, the, that's the problem with many of us, is that in your career areas, there's a danger of doing your thing. So you build yes. your church, you build your ministry. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And, yeah. and because God is graceful, he will interrupt your thing with his glory. So there'll be moments, ah. it, there'll, be, there'll be a witness of his glory even in our thing. And that's the grace of God. That's why when God 
shares his glory with us in our humanity, he cannot share all of it because it would it would ratchet and destroy our thing. It would destroy our thing. I mean, remember when, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, God could have destroyed the earth because Adam and Eve started doing their thing. But what does God do? He says, fine, okay, do your thing, but I'm not going to let go of you. I will intermittently interrupt your thing. And, and that's why the Old Testament is, is, is such a broken book. I mean, if you've read the Old Testament, it's a messed up book. I mean, there's everything good, bad, and, you know, good, everything good, bad, and ugly is there because God allows humanity to do their thing. Yes. But he, yes. But he interrupts. But he doesn't, he doesn't let us go. He keeps coming in hoping that we will choose to transition from doing our thing yes. to asking him, I want to do your thing. And what does that look like? Now, that's a dangerous prayer, my friends. Wow. And because, wow. because I, 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 you know, I've, I've prayed it multiple times thinking I understand it. But I'm at a crossroad in my life where I'm realizing, I'm, I'm, you know, I, in Luke 5, when God calls Peter, uh, 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 in Luke 5, Peter had met Jesus. He had already decided to follow Jesus. Yeah. But he has a turning point when he's fishing and they hadn't caught anything. Jesus comes onto the boat, ministers to the crowd, and then says to Peter, uh, cast your, your, your net into the deep. Yeah. And suddenly they catch. And Peter suddenly realizes that he thought he knew God. He thought he had, he had followed God. But he suddenly realizes he was in the presence yes. of yes. the yes. God of the universe who caused the fish to hear his voice and they all congregated Come in the net. Yeah. Right? And then Peter walks with Jesus for another two years or so, two and a half years, and then messes up, denies Jesus. Jesus dies. Uh, and then Peter goes back fishing again. Yes. Uh, but yes. Jesus rises from the dead. He goes back to what he knew best, what he was familiar uh, with. That's right. Yes. Your thing. You go back to your thing. Their thing. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what happens? Guess what happens? Uh, Jesus, Peter had heard that Christ had risen from the, from the women. He had heard of, you know, uh, a few people seeing him, you know, and so forth. But, but it was when... He had gone back fishing again, and Jesus appears by, by the shore. And the thing is this, is that when you enter into your purpose, Jesus won't look the same. Always. Yes, yes. I agree. Jesus, I the resurrected moment. Jesus didn't look like the earthly Jesus. Yeah. Because he was now commissioning them into their purpose. Yes, yes. And so, so when, when he's on the shore, it's only when he does the miracle, he says to them, cast your net. Cast your yeah. net, indeed. Yeah. They cast their net. Another miracle happens, and Peter and John actually says to, to Peter, it's the Lord. Yes. And what happens to Peter? He has his 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 second calling, which is what's where I'm at right now, where God is recalling me. And Peter jumps into the he, he that's he was overwhelmed by the presence of God. He jumps into the water, and guess what? Jesus Christ has breakfast ready for Peter. Yeah. So Jesus Christ yeah. is like, he, oh, dude. I just love you. I, oh, I, I, I know it's not easy doing the Peter thing. It's not easy doing your thing. You see, a lot of us are stressed because if you do your own thing, it will wear you out. Yes. Kumbu, this is, this, this is really important because even now, and I, 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 I feel your strength. I'm, I'm, I'm weighing you from when you first came a couple of months ago and now and i'm weighing your strength the energy there's, is there's, different yeah there's a point where you know you have met jesus again i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not putting you down to say oh you didn't have jesus you had jesus but there is something in what happens through a wilderness a wilderness Come on, 
where strength comes, when you start to realize that even in this wilderness, he, thou art with me. The God of hosts is with me. Even though you were walking through that valley of the shadow of wow. death, he was with you. And I wow. think when you, you're right, when you understand whose you are, you begin to understand that there's a greater assignment. Kumbai mm-hmm. know that you are a COVID survivor. So am I, I'm a COVID survivor. And COVID really turned my thought process around. And when I survived, because not many have survived, when I survived, I realized I'm here for a purpose. And my prayer, just like yours has been that prayer to say, what have you got planned for me, Lord? Mm -hmm. What do you want me to do? Before I've been living my life, and yes, I've known Christ, I've stood in in front of a of the pulpit. I have also preached. I'm a pastor like you, Kumbu. But, but there's something about when you're on that bed, there's something about that virus mm-hmm. called COVID, and there's something about escaping death that you begin to realize mm-hmm. that honestly, I am nothing without God. You begin to realize that grace factor that you've talked about. You begin to realize that there's love that comes from God. And you begin to realize he still has me standing for a purpose. Amen. Amen. For a purpose. And for such a time like this, Kumbu, you are here. You have written a book, not only just a single. He's been really busy, Keisha. He definitely has been. (laughs) He definitely has been. You've also written a book. The Steward King. So uh, we just want you to give us a snippet. We're going to be a bit naughty with Keisha later and we'll talk a bit. But yeah, d- just give, give a summary of The Steward King. Sure. So The Steward King has, it has three chapters, but intertwined in the three chapters are, are 10 principles. Uh, and I won't give you all the 10 principles, but the three chapters, the first chapter is uh, the foundation for humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I talk about, in, really, in the, and what I do with The Steward King I actually do an overview of the whole Bible because uh, I'm trying to, because the Stuart King represents for me my life philosophy. One of the things that happens is that when you are about to step into your purpose, uh, you are ready, you know you're knocking on purpose when you become clear on your life philosophy. Mm. What, so what, what do I mean? Um, you know, think about this. Mos- when Moses wrote the Torah, the Torah represented Moses' life philosophy. He got to a point in his life where he, your, your ideas converge. And you are able to begin to articulate what you believe. Doesn't mean you still won't get more clarity. Does it? But but the you you now have a framework of belief. And so the steward king is my attempt to say this is what I believe the kingdom of God is. This is what I believe, you know. And so the steward king is about stewardship. You know, when I when I look at my own life journey, uh, you know, I, I I've, I've I've come to say wow. If I was to summarize what the Bible is all about, it's a stewardship story. Wow. It's actually f- filled with steward kings from Lucifer himself. Lucifer was a steward king. Uh, Lucifer is uh, the, the, the fallen angel that God made uh, 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 as a beautiful angel uh, 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 who was given a, a place in the heavens, but he failed the stewardship story. Uh, but from then on, we have other steward kings, you know, so and of course, human beings play, play a unique role uh, because of the image of God in, in, in playing out the role of steward kings. So Jesus is the king of kings. We are steward kings. And why, that's why I've, I've called the book Steward King, 
because we are meant to follow the steps of the ultimate king of kings. Adam was made to be God of the earth uh, with a small g. And that's why even the psalmist says we are gods because the whole life, you see, God doesn't need to run the earth. God is Elohim. He's the self-existent one. He, 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 he's in charge of the universe and beyond and eternity. So earth is not, is not a project that would uh, take up God's time. But earth was given to man because God made man to be like him. So God puts man on the earth to be God of the earth. But because we failed on the stewardship story, we relegated ourselves to the level of the created order. So we now function like the animals. We, we, are, we, are, we are not operating at the level that God intended for us when he put us on this earth. And so the steward king is it's a challenge to myself and is a conversation I'd love to have uh, with Christians and non-Christians around stewardship. I mean, recently, global leaders just met, is it at COP26, and they were discussing the planet. They were discussing the planet. And, 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 and you know, uh, we need a biblical worldview towards stewarding our planet because sometimes, you know, without a biblical worldview, without a God-connectedness, it can become, again, just about the next economic wave and it can become more about money again, control, politics, and not the ultimate mandate, which was to take dominion over, 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 over the earth and to steward the earth until Jesus returns, until the king, because when the king of kings comes, uh, the king will return. And when he returns, he will ask the steward to come and give an account. I yes, love the movie, yes. The Lord of the Rings, because uh, if, you, if, you, if you've read the books, uh, Tolkien's trilogy, uh, in the third book or in the third movie, uh, for those of you that would rather watch the movie, uh, when, he, when the king returns to, 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 to Asgard, uh, the steward doesn't want, sorry, to, 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 to minister to the city. Uh, I was misking, mixing stories there. Yeah, you went the to city, Chronicles you know, of Narnia there for a, for a second. <laughs> exactly. Well, I went to I went to Thor actually. Yeah, anyway, that's, <laughs> you know when he returns to Minas Tirith, the steward doesn't want the king to return. Yeah. The, the steward wants to take out the king, and and there's a sense in which many of us, if we could take God out, mm. we would, because we don't want him to return. We don't want Kumbu does the Kumbu in the flesh wants to be king for eternity. I want to rule and reign and have my own kingdom. And so Kumbu needs to die, right? And allow the king of kings to take his place before he's even come <laughs> huh? to choose to say, no, uh, I'm a steward and we want the king to return. We, are look we long for the return of the king. Okay. And that is the stewardship. So that's why Jesus himself, in, in, in 1 Corinthians 15, it says when everything has been submitted to Christ, listen to this, my friends, Jesus will turn, even though he's equal to God the Father, but he has to model, because he was 100% man, he has to model the perfect steward king on the earth. He will turn and submit everything to God the Father. Come on. And that is the, the and, and, and he didn't have to do that because he's equal to God the Father, but he chooses to submit because stewardship is when we choose mm. to submit and my friends, it's easier said than done. And that's the pain of our human flesh. Yeah. Is that when you, are, when you are really dying to self and you begin to really face your motivations, your inclinations, your love for money, your love for fame, your love for significance, <laughs> when you begin to really face some of the idols in our own lives, you then begin to realize that, am I ready 
for that God-given purpose. Or really, I'd rather do my own thing. With God touching it and blessing it and funding it and anointing it and it blessing people. That's not what I'm talking about. God can do all of that and yet he's not being glorified. Yeah. Wow, yeah. wow. Kambu, you have... We're so glad that you were back. That you're back with us today <laughs> to share because when we think of the glory of God and how God has been able to use you and, you know, use your love for him. You said yes. you are a worshiper at heart. And he's taken you through that valley experience but to bring you to a newness of who you are in him, mm. who he's created you to be, what he really wants you to do here in this earth. Because we can see there's so much you can do. And there's a difference between doing good and doing what God has called us to do. Yeah. So you spoke to us today about your transformation and that, you know, that has been phenomenal to hear, to hear you speak to us about, about your transformation from your going into the studio, putting your pen to paper and writing your book so we're going to take a quick break guys but before we go before we wrap everything up when you come back you're going to hear a power nugget yes. that Kambu is leaving with us before we close the show out so we'll be right back with you guys <laughs> The Transformation Show with Chippo and Keisha. Welcome back, guys, to the Transformation Show and the first episode with our guests in Against All Odds. We had Kumbakani Fury with us today, and he would have shared so much with us. Kumbu, I will tell you, for me personally, you helped me to appreciate my transformation, which for me started in, I would say, I was going through for quite some time, I'd say about 2017, got a little more intense in 2019. But you've helped me to appreciate the journey yeah. that I've been on and what God has been doing in my life. And not like you look forward to pain, but you look forward to him getting the glory. So thank you so much for sharing that. But I know you have one more power nugget to share with us. So I'm going to let you go right ahead and do that at this time. So one of the things that I do in the Stuart King in my book is I talk about uh, theological truths and I have 10 theological truths intertwined in the book as I study steward kings throughout the Bible, uh, men and women that were steward kings and how the mistakes they made and some of the great leaps of faith that they made. But the first theological truth in my book is creation. And, and I want you to hear this. One of the things I teach in the book is that creation comes before salvation. One of the mistakes of the 21st century church 
is that when we do evangelism, when we plant churches, when we talk about the kingdom of God, we don't start in Genesis, we start in Acts chapter 2. And, 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 and that's a very, mm. that's a huge problem because God doesn't do that. God doesn't start. When God gave us the Bible, he didn't start in Acts chapter 2 in an upper room, you know, with people being filled with the Holy Spirit and having an ecstatic experience. Uh, God starts with a man and woman on a farm. Mm. Mm. There's no church. There's no music. There's no preacher. You know, there's no uh, praise and worship. There's no ushers. This, these are sort of church departments. There's a man and woman on a farm. And then when you get to the end of the Bible, there's no church again, there's a city. So the Bible starts in a garden and ends in a city. And, and this, my friends, because you must understand if you've watched movies, you must watch the beginning and the end <laughs> to really understand the, the, the real agenda. Are we together? And so why does the Bible start with creation? And then it ends with continuity. It ends with this city that will never end. It's because, listen to, my, listen to me, my friends, it's because you can only appreciate salvation when you've, un, when you've studied creation. That's why Jesus Christ doesn't come in Genesis 3. Have you ever thought about that? Adam and Eve sinned. I would have sent Jesus right there. But humanity, a minimum of, of 4,000 years, minimum of world history happens, my friends. Four, five, five thousand years. And Jesus is not coming. <laughs> no church. What's happening? Creation. Because that's why even Paul teaches that you cannot handle earth, heavenly things if you haven't understood earthly things. So what we do in the church, we, we, we want to get rid of earth, the earth. This world is not my home. I need a better home. And we start studying spiritual technology, but not realizing that you are not ready. That's why in John 3, when Jesus meets Nicodemus and he says, if you have not understood earthly things, my friend, how will you understand heavenly things? So when, if you want to prepare for heaven, if you want to prepare for a, a supernatural experience, you must study art and entertainment, study chemistry, study biology, study the earth, study creation, study relationships, study people. <laughs> huh? Understand that they're different religions. Understand creation. And when you begin to do that, you are ready for Jesus. Wow. It's That's restoration of order, isn't it? When yes. you think about it. That's it. Deep revelation. Restoration of order. Yeah. Wow. And wow. this is how he started creation himself. <laughs> he started with the elements, as you say, the earth. And then he created us. That's it. So we could now look into what he has created and understand, because if we don't, you're right. <laughs> what are we here for? Wow. So true. What a revelation. What a revelation. Wow. Yes. Yeah, Keisha, Chipo. So these are, you know, the, the, the evangelical 21st century church has what I call the disease of schizophrenia. Mm. Uh, where we, we think sacred and secular. We, we think Sunday is sacred, Monday to Saturday is secular because we don't understand creation. Yeah. We, we don't understand that God would rather you go to work than go to church. Sorry, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> because God but is not where we, we tell people about him. That's the right. church should really have people who know him. That's right. <laughs> after all, after all, Adam was a farmer. 
Yeah, yeah. And remember, remember, church is, is, is Sabbath. Church is the party. The real work is Monday too. That's right. Church is, church is God coming in the cool of the day and saying to Adam, how was your week? Come on. Yes. Mm. Yes. But yeah. the real, the real issue that. is what Adam's been doing between Monday to Saturday. Wow. Wow. So, but what we've done is we've, we try and fake it and make it until Sunday. Because we think mm. this thing is fallen, it's messed up, it's God forsaken. You know, we can't wait until Jesus comes so that he can take us to heaven. Jesus is not coming to take you to heaven. Jesus is coming to bring heaven on earth. Come on. Jesus wants, we're going to have a new heaven and a new earth. So the old earth, the old kumbu dies. Not that I'm then forgotten. So that a new kumbu can resurrect. So that a new New York can resurrect. Come on. Come because... In a fallen New York are glimpses of God's redemptive purpose in a fallen state. Wow. Because eternity is in the hearts of men. So you can, you can see God in a Muslim, a Hindu, in an atheist, because eternity is in the hearts of men. And once you, once, if we understood creation, creation gives you the keys for world evangelism. Because wow. human beings understand creation. Babylonians understand creation. We all understand creation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if we study creation, we will have the keys to, to, to finish the task. Jesus says the end will only come when the task is finished. When the king, it says when the gospel has been preached to the ends of the earth. If you use a, an Acts 2 evangelism model only, you will never reach the whole world with the gospel. Come because on. some people can't hear you because you're speaking in tongues. Before you speak, you're speaking in heavenly tongues before you speak in earthly tongues. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Acts chapter two, they were not angelic tongues. <laughs> they were earthly languages. Now, in a lot of our churches, we speak heavenly tongues. We actually don't do Acts chapter two. Acts chapter two, they spoke French. They spoke, I would again, I'm using, you know, yes. Yes. they spoke earthly languages. Yes. Because when God births it, it's creation first and then heavenly. And then the two are integrated. So we need to become comfortable with heaven as we are comfortable with earth. But what we do is we think becoming Christian, becoming uncomfortable on earth. Wow. Now I know, wow. I know the, the systems of this world have been perverted. But, Jesus, but, but they were stolen by a thief. He's a thief. Yeah. So what we need to do is take, go back to when you're at Ziklag, you don't give up because you, everything has been taken from you. You, 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 you pursue, you overtake, and recover all. And that's my word for you. And that's, that's my word as I'm going into 2022. Wow. Listen, Kumbu, this is, is mind-blowing. <laughs> this is my... Keisha, when, as he's speaking, I'm sitting there thinking, wow. Now, now a lot of things start to fall into place and make sense. To make sense. That yes. is the reason why Christ came down he didn't need to come down to earth yes yes he didn't need us you know we needed him everything up there in that realm we need him but he came down in our form he became an earthly form as one molded from the dust as adam was to become the last adam wow and oh, oh again connecting creation with God, wow. 
this yeah listen when is this book coming out this is this is now what i need to just ask the question when is the book coming where out where can we get it where can, where we, can we get it? the book the book will be out <laughs> can we be the first ones to get a signed copy please <laughs> so the, the book will be out by the end of this by the end of november it will be on amazon and other multiple platforms uh please watch my facebook page uh my youth uh, youtube page uh, i will be uh, uh, sending all the links so that you can get my second book my first book is on amazon uh, uh if you if you search six keys to ignite transformation and start a ref reformation in zimbabwe you'll find my first book uh, but my second book uh, will be out by the end of this month oh wow we want to say a massive congratulations but yes, yes. keisha Wonderful. you and i are we're, we're ready in front we we're pre-ordering yes thank you our signed uh, copies yes signed <laughs> copies please thank you thank you my so, friend so <laughs> i guess maybe the key question we before we just wrap up is to say what's next kumbu wow what's next? so what's what's next um as i talk about purpose and the next 40 years of my life that's you know that's the the big audacious question for me is it's really um, loving God's people in the marketplace. Um, so it's, it's going into the marketplace and uh, going to the nations. And that's really, that's what's on my heart. Uh, I wanna see Christ discipled in the marketplace in the different spheres of society. So spending a lot of time, not in church, but actually in the marketplace. Uh, and, uh, and, and I know I can do it in my own strength. And really uh, God has been restructuring my life for that. Uh, I want to write more songs. I'm going to write more books. I'm also going to write books that are not necessarily uh, written for me using Christian language. So, you know, the Stuart King has, has the Bible in it and so forth. But I want to talk to everyone. And so I'm also going to be writing. Uh, they, uh, people call them secular books, but they're not secular because uh, uh, he owns everything. Remember creation. Uh, and so I'm going to be speaking, having conversations with different people uh, in the marketplace. And, uh, and I trust God that uh, he will lead me as I step into that season. Oh, wow. We know the Lord will definitely equip you. He's already definitely. started the good work. Again, I quote Philippians 1 verse 6. He that has begun the good work in you, Kumbu, is faithful to complete it until the end. And as you were talking about, you know, the marketplace and wanting to come, I've, I have a prophetic word for you. I believe that if you persist and continue in the, in, in, in the spirit that you're in right now, in the stewardship, where you have understood that I'm a steward, I'm a servant. I believe that we will see the same things where we saw Philip just being transcended Amen. into the desert place and speaking to a eunuch. And I, I believe that this is what the Lord will do for you. You mm. will transcend into places where he himself will be the provision. You will find yourself in places where you will meet, like you said, people who might not understand the Bible, and you will then expound the Bible. That, I think, is a prophetic word. It's something you've already started to do. But we want to comfort you. I think, Kisha, you agree with me. There's, yes. Yeah. You, there's a journey. You're still in journey. But we're excited to see what God will do for you. The prophetic oh, yes. I sees uh, a Philip rising up. This is what I will call you. A Philip who is rising up, who will be taken into those places where people ordinarily They've heard about Jesus, but they really want to know about Jesus. May God equip you. May he equip your family. May he equip your tongue to be able to 
to simplify Praise this God. message to people who want to know God. So that's that's the word that I want to pass to you today. Wow, thank, thank you, you thank so you. much, Kumbu. Thank you so much for just taking time out of your schedule to come in and to talk to us about this book. I I, I have to say this. I feel a stirring in my spirit. There's sometimes, Kisha, you know, when you feel something, oh, yes. there's a rumble. That's oh, what yes. There's a rumble. And sometimes it needs someone to come and rumble or to just shake the waters a bit. Thank you for coming to shake the waters. Because Thank whatever so rumbling much. is happening, whether it's a volcano that will erupt, Kisha, get ready. Whether it's a roar that will erupt, get ready. But thank you. Thank you so much for deep you, revelation. You. Deep revelation. I, thank I, you, I, We look forward to reading your book. And not only just that, we, we're going to invite you again within mm -hmm. a couple of months after we've read your book. Because it'll be lovely to go through maybe even just one particular chapter. We could do it as a masterclass or a mastermind. Just go through it where we can go through a chapter and speak to people. Do it as a training session or something like this. So you can actually speak to people. Yes. People will speak back and let's see how God works. How, how's that for an in, in a, a future invitation? That sounds amazing. It's always an honor to, to be conversating with you two amazing women that carry the presence of God. And I look forward to that conversation. Thank you so Wonderful. much. So that's it for today, people. We know that you've enjoyed this and you can catch it on replay. If you're watching it on replay, you can replay it as many times as you desire. And of course, you know the platforms that we stream on. While following, um, just finishing off, we will uh, put a slide up that will show you all the details where Kumbu's been talking about his Facebook and other social media links so you can actually connect with him. And also the Amazon link when it's ready, Kumbu, so that people are able to go and order the book. Is there any pre-ordering at the moment or it's just going to wait until it goes uh, when it's published? Uh, the pre-ordering will come in the middle of November. It will be set up. Okay, that would be good. So watch this space, watch the channel. So we'll update details as they come along. Um, so you can also pre-order if you would like. Keisha, is there anything else? I know you, you're looking very full, Keisha. Yes, I, I definitely am full. And, you know, it's given me a lot to think about as I prepare for 2022, Kumbu. Yeah. And not to be afraid of where God has destined to take me. And I think that that's something I would like our, our viewers to take away. To embrace the challenges, to embrace the seasons, because we will be conquerors against our loss. Amen. Amen. That's correct. Yeah. So that's it for today. As we would say, it's a wrap and we look forward to seeing you next week with our next guest. Thank you. The presence of God power of God is in this place. The glory of God is in this place.
presence of God is in this place. The presence of God is in this place. Jesus, we want you. We seek your face. For the presence of God is in this place. The presence of God is in this place. The presence of God is in this place. Jesus, we want you. We seek, we seek your face. For the presence of God is in this place. The glory of God, the glory of God. The power of God 